It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. I'm Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike. And, uh, yeah. Um, 6 p.m. start today from the Buffalo Sabres against the Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus. And they absolutely lay an egg 7-3. to three. was close in the beginning. And then, honestly, it was just a matter of time until, you know, they pulled away. There was zero desperation in Buffalo's game tonight. Um, once again, you know, you were kind of relying on one line to create all of your scoring chances. The, uh, top line of, uh, Tuck, uh, Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner, and it just wasn't working. Um, Columbus was able to try and focus on that line and, you know, kind of shut it down. There was a scrum and, you know, you know, in front of the net at the end of the second period that led to Buffalo's third goal. But I mean, the game was out of reach by then, honestly. I mean, I know it was only a two goal game with 20 minutes left, but I mean, there was, again, there was just no desperation in Buffalo's game. Uh, half the time it looked like they were skating, you know, with cement blocks on their feet, you know, just not engaging in certain battles uh, along the boards, behind the net, in front of the net. Defensively, they just looked like garbage. Kyle Ockpost was set at best in the post game. It's just like, a lot of mental lapses and lack of attention to detail in their own end. And they just did not give Craig Anderson any help at all. And I felt for the guy um, too. I, I don't like to criticize a guy like Craig Anderson because re- the reality of it is the guy is 41 years old and there wasn't much supposed to be expected of him on this team rather than just kind of being a guy that can be relied on to maybe start 30, 40 total games this year. I can't imagine Kevin Adams or Don Granado expecting him to be a full-time starter at his age. But, you know, um, he's played very, very well up until this point. And today, just – I'm not going to put any of the blame on on Craig Anderson, but, you know, there are a couple of goals that I think he'd want back. Um, but the team didn't help him in front. It was, it was bad top to bottom and uh, just, you know – and another thing Kyle said in, in his post-game interview was, you know, you know, you can try and blame this on being the second game of a back-to-back, but at the end of the day, every team in this league plays back-to-backs. Every team, you know, has to deal with this type of adversity. And, you know, they've played – they've won games uh, in a back-to-back situation 
winning the second game of the back-to-back, and he referred to a game against Minnesota where they did play well. So every team goes through this. There's absolutely no excuses for it. You got to come prepared. You got to show up ready to play. And they weren't, man. It's just it, – it was dreadful to watch. Um, you know, there were times in our own end, man, where we were losing so many puck uh, loose puck battles, um, just terrible passing out of our own end, trying to get – you know, zone entries were terrible. Like, just top to bottom, this, this was a bad game, a game I really want to forget and just, you know, really wish I didn't waste two and a half hours of my life watching because it was bad. It was really, really bad. And um, just to go over some of the scoring uh, here, uh, you know, Buffalo goals came from Mark Pissick. Again, his fourth game in two games, uh, Tage Thompson, uh, after scoring a hat trick, you know, the previous game against Colorado. And then Kyle Ocposo scoring a goal he didn't even know he scored. Uh, it was, uh, you know, came as a surprise, a rough scrum behind the net involving Peyton Krebs kind of sticking up for himself as he's kind of getting face washed, hit the back of the head. And then while all that's going on, the puck goes between J.F. Barube's legs. Let's not even forget, I even came to start this off, you lost to an AHL backup goaltender tonight. So even, even if you have it going against you that you're that you're on the, on the back end of a back-to-back, you played a, a guy who didn't even know he was starting pro- probably until hours before game time, a guy who – has a, I think it's like a 337 goals against average in the AHL. I think it is like an 891 save percentage in the AHL. He hasn't won a game in the NHL since 2017, 2018. Like this guy sucks. And I mean, you scored three goals, but that's not good enough some nights. And against an AHL backup with those kind of numbers, there's no excuse for it. There's just no excuse for it. I'm sorry. You got to play with more desperation. And we've seen this exact Sabres team play a couple times, not a lot this season, but you see them kind of resurface from time to time where, you know, you you just see them going through the motions. Doesn't seem like they're really in it Uh, energy wise, you know, kind of just like they're trying to waiting for that final buzzer to go off. That's what like tonight kind of seemed like to me. Um, And they're just puck luck. Didn't work in their favor tonight either. Um, There was a shot there. Uh, after we pulled the goalie, uh, Tage Thompson had a nice one-timer opportunity. Puck hits the fire pad, goes right to the front of the net where you have both Kyle Postal and Casey Middlestat just sitting there waiting to tap in an empty net, and they can't get a piece. They neither, I mean, Casey got a piece of it and was finally able to cradle and take the shot. But at that point, J.F. Barube, well, I'll give him credit. Barube played well, but, you know, he was over there in time to make the save um, to get his first win in the NHL since 2018. Um I uh, just, I want to forget about this game. It was, it was, it was bad. Uh, you gave up. I think it was looking at this, the numbers here. You gave up uh, 38 shots tonight. Um, and you, I know the shot attempts uh, were very close. I think it was 60 to 59 in favor of Columbus, but you uh, put 36 on Barube and I'm sorry against an AHL backup goaltender. You should be shooting from all angles and just literally you, I mean, 36 isn't, isn't exactly like a low amount of shots, but you need more than that, man. You just need more than that. And, uh, I just, when is this going to (laughs) end? When is this crap going to end, man? I just, I know this isn't the team that we're looking at for next season. Um, I know that, uh, you know, it's about individual development this year and, 
yeah, you, you've seen a lot of great individual individual development over the course of the season, but you know, you get leads and you give them up. Like today, for instance, Tage Thompson scores on an, a beautiful goal. His release is so deadly. It's near. It's got to near, be near the top of the league when you watch when you watch it in slow motion. It's like it's so it's such a beautiful release, so deadly, and I, you know, I, I just you give up another goal. I think Voracek scored the game tying goal almost immediately after. And that happened, that happened against Colorado too. Like you, you, you that's got to stop. That's got to stop. Like you, you, you have to start being able to protect leads. I, I, I don't know the exact number, but what, how many games have we lost this season where we had a lead at some point during the game or even a, not even just a one goalie, a two goal lead. We've lost so many games like that. It's just getting to be an absolute joke. Um, and going into next season, these mistakes have to be fixed. Like, I, I believe, I forget who it said, who who, who said it most, uh, who said it. But you know, when you when when you're when you're coaching in the NHL, um, these guys are all good enough to be in the NHL. Like for the for the most part, they're good enough to be in the NHL. So you're not you you as a coach, you're not exactly teaching them how to play hockey. You're a motivator. You're a guy who motivates, pushes them to play hard and to go out there and work the system that you've implemented and just push them to play hard and play outside themselves, especially a team like this. And I'm not going to sit here and play plays blame on Granado, but a game like tonight, man, like where, what's going on? Like, why can't you get this team motivated to, to show up and play its full 60 minutes of hockey against, against Colorado where they played a very good game. You can't get that game in the garage. We can blame officiating all we want. We can blame you, you had two you you had a lead and you gave it up again tonight today you get, had a lead and you gave it up the last time we played Columbus we had a you know we had a lead a two goal lead and we gave it up you know this has got to stop has to stop you know I, I don't know if that change comes in the form of maybe off season acquisitions trades the deadline you know even though they're going to be sellers. And you just need you need legitimate NHL goaltending. I love Craig Anderson Day, but man, like you got to be better than that, hundred <coughs> percent. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me again. Um, but you have to be better than that. I'm sorry. It's like we have below average. We have below NHL level goaltending right now. As good as Craig Anderson has looked at times, like you need consistent NHL level goaltending. We have not had that all season. So. With that being said, with the NHL trade deadline just a few weeks away, I really, really, really just look, hoping for some type of shakeup on this roster to really get things going and make this exciting to watch again. I'm not looking for any big team like acquisitions, like a Claude Giroux. You know, we, that's not what I'm talking about. Just shake things up a bit on this roster and you know get these get these kids motivated uh, to play harder every single night and play full 60 minute games, because that was dreadful to watch on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon or evening, whatever it, that was, that was terrible to watch. You know, I would have rather watched Netflix. Honest to God, that was bad. And to top it off the cherry on top, who gets his first goal as a Vegas goal tonight, Jack Eichel on a pretty pass from, uh, Stevenson, from behind the net, sends it out to him front. I know before going live here, that's why it took me a minute to go live. Uh, the reports of Jack Eichel getting his second goal, uh, second goal too. But watching the replay, it was clear as day. A shot from the from the half wall from Max Pacioretty, a terrible goal for him to let in. Um, 
went bar down on Reimer from very far away, and Jack Eichel was behind the net when the puck went in. So uh, that is not a Jack Eichel goal. I'm assuming that that'll be changed. But Jack Eichel getting his first goal uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, um, really kind of the cherry on top of this shit Sunday, uh, shit Sunday on a Sunday. So, you know, I just I might just mute the word Mike Eichel for the uh, rest of the night and just turn something on a movie. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to throw some movie suggestions out there, but I, uh, I, I can't, you know, I don't want to throw this team for the rest of the night. I just, it's unbearable to watch uh, today and just not fun at all. Like it's fun to see Tage Thompson continue what he's doing. I enjoy watching uh, Alex Tuck play. I enjoy seeing some of the fire we saw from Peyton Krebs today. But overall, that was just a really a big, a giant turd of a 60-minute performance from the Buffalo Sabres today. Uh, you know, that old that old uh, Sabres team from last year creeped its ugly head in there today, and you saw inconsistencies, mental lapses, a lot of puck watching, a lot of windshield wipers with sticks in the defensive zone, a lot of lost puck battles, loose puck battles, you know, just getting beat, outworked, um, you know, the effort wasn't, I mean, I'm not going to say that their effort wasn't there, but, you know, for a full 60 minutes, it wasn't. And that's why you lost today. It wasn't for the, because you were a worse team than the Columbus Blue Jackets, because I believe you are as good, if not better of a hockey team than them. But you certainly, certainly did not work as hard as the Columbus Blue Jackets today. So, uh Next up on the Buffalo Sabres schedule, as I look here, they fall to 16, 28, and 8 after, again, losing today to the the Columbus Blue Jackets. As I'm looking here, they play next on Wednesday against the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal, and then following Friday against the Blues in St. Louis. A little bit of a road trip here, actually, and then against Dallas Stars in Dallas. Then they travel to, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if this is the Heritage Classic. I don't think it is. No, the Heritage Classic game, I believe, might be um, later on in March, but against Toronto. Um, in Toronto, and then you come back home against the Wild in early March on the 4th, also the release of the new Batman movie for you Batman geek nerds out there. Um, against the Minnesota Wild, and then the Kings. The only reason I'm going on the schedule because the one game I have circled that everybody has circled on their schedules uh, after the Panthers, after they host the Panthers on March 7th, will be the Vegas Golden Knights, the homecoming of Jack Eichel. So not looking forward to that at all, um, especially as it looks like he's starting to heat up. He's obviously going to be fired up for that game. That's an ESPN Plus game. Keep an eye out. We're going to have Bucci, John Buchacross. Uh, on two goalies, one Mike uh, the day before. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be a fun episode. Mr. Sp- Mr. Spaghetti Parm, Chicken Parm himself. Uh, should be a fun episode of two goalies, one Mike. We got some comments in here. Uh, from Vanko's Burners account. Not sure how much you can blame the goaltending when at the start of the year, the tandem was Anderson and Tarsi. Listen, I'm not blaming the goaltending for tonight. I mean, I am, I am, I'm not. But I mean, we all knew what we were getting into this this season with uh, with with, the, with this tandem. It was going to be rough. Um, you were going to have to deal with a forty year old Craig Anderson. I think he's now forty one, 
And then, of course, an ECHL level goaltender and Dustin Sikarski. I think the original plan was to have uh, UPL be the guy uh, alongside Craig Gettersen this year. And he didn't win it out of training camp. And obviously, he does get here. And then you get uh, him getting injured, another lower body injury for UPL, which is what scares me about him because for such a young goaltender, he's already dealt with a lot of uh, injury issues, hip issues, lower body issues. So I'm really worried about his longevity for the rest of his career. Another uh, from Nate, I'm sorry if I butcher these last names, Schnoski, uh, bad execution too. Yes, terrible execution, especially in their own end. Um, they just looked like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off out there today. It was, it was, it was bad. It, it was bad. Um, movie suggestion, big Lebowski. Love the movie. Uh, love the, love the suggestion. I've seen it so many times. Maybe I will. I uh, will see. Um, other, another, uh, comment here from Brian Crooks. Uh, who else is there to blame for the piss poor production on the ice? Um, I, I want to say coaching, but I'm going to say coaching, you know, you got to be ready to play from puck drop. You got to be able to execute the game plan. You got to be, be able to motivate your players. And they just didn't seem motivated out there today, especially after such a hard fought battle against Colorado, where honestly you deserve to win. And then you come in here and you lay an egg, you know, you should be pissed off the way, the way you lost against Colorado you should come into Columbus, uh, you know, a team that you're more ma- a better, which is a better matchup for you. And you should win this game and you didn't. So uh, that sucked uh, from uh paramount pictures. Amherst were not any better tonight, and I sprained my ankle. Walk, I'm assuming you meant walking to your seat. Uh, sorry, Matt, that sucks. Uh, 0 for 3, you know. Sabres, Amherst, and your foot. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, rough break. Tough break. Um, and uh, plan to start the MC. Yeah, it must have been a, uh, uh, an edit on your previous comment. Yeah, um, a lot of blame to go around for the way this season has gone. Um, Lack of goaltending easily tops the list here. Um, Again, you started the season, I think, with the expectation of it being Anderson and UPL, which is rough to begin with because you're asking a kid that struggled at the AHL AHL level the year before to come in and be your 1B, uh, assuming that he would be the the second, the, the 1B to Craig Anderson's 1A. And then you, he loses the job in training camp to Dustin Tokarski, of all people. And Tokarski had a couple moments early in the season, but he's just been what he is. He's a, a, a fringe AHL goaltender. And, you know, you can't be the team, be a team that's in the midst of a rebuild and throw a guy like Dustin Tokarski out there and expect good results. You're not going to get good results. We saw, you know, you saw it um, against uh, Colorado. The guy just, when you, when you, he'll make a few saves when you don't need him to, when, when you don't expect him to, but he just can never consistently make the routine saves, you know, and you need, that's what you need most out of your NHL level goaltending is to always make the routine saves. And that's, you know, what we haven't gotten this year consistently. So uh, another comment here is what happens to the energy the Sabres had yesterday afternoon? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't use back-to-backs as an excuse because every team plays back-to-backs. Um, maybe they went out the night before, I don't know. That doesn't seem like likely with a team like this. It seems much more, you know, committed to winning and wanting to win. Um, but the effort level wasn't there. The energy wasn't there. They were just going through motions and watching the play as it went, as, as it happened in front of them uh, and around them. Uh, a lot of puck washing, a lot of, again, windshield wipers with your sticks, uh, lack of physical play. Just, it was bad. Um, 
when will Krebs, Quinn, Samuelson, Fitzgerald go back down for the AHL playoffs? I cannot predict that. I think um, I would assume Krebs would have gone down by now. Honestly, I think they like what they have in him. I think he's performed well enough to stay up at the NHL up with the, with this club. So I don't know if Krebs does go back down. Um, Samuelson, um, he might be to stay too. Fitzgerald, I, I don't know, man. I, that's a that's a decision for uh, Kevin Adams and Don Granado. Personally, I, I I know Mike Harrington wrote the Buffalo News that he'd like to see uh, UPL brought up after this weekend, just because to kind of bring more of a stability in net for Buffalo. But I don't agree with that. I uh, I, I prefer to keep UPL in in Rochester and give that team a very good chance to play in the playoffs, have a deep playoff run, and have these kids get playoff games underneath their belt at the professional level because it's going to go a long way in their development 100%. Um, I believe when we had Andrew Peters on the show, he even said it himself. Like That's going to go such a, a long way in their overall development and the future, the future success of this hockey team. So, um, again, uh, tough loss, tough breaks for Buffalo tonight. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. Uh, you know, again, and we don't see them again until this Wednesday, uh, I believe it's this Wednesday against the Montreal Canadiens, a team that they have been beating. They should beat again. Hopefully they do. Um, and, uh, you know, we can get out of, you know, maybe string a few games here together again. After that, you have some touch, tough matchups against the stars, the blues, the Maple Leafs. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't remember even playing the Maple Leafs this year. I don't know if we have or not. I don't think have we have we played. I, I I think we have. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. But I'm dreading that game because I talk a lot of shit about Toronto and I hate losing to Toronto. It, I hate it more than losing any other to any other team. So um, and then obviously that you just saw the release of the new Heritage Classic jerseys. Um, you know I I don't mind them. Um, I wish, you know, they would have been a little more of a change from the last winter classic Jersey, but you know, we'll see. Um, the Toronto Jersey was nice. It was clean. I don't mind it. So, um, that'll be a fun game to watch or go to. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what two goalies, Mike, two goalies, one Mike has up their sleeve. Maybe we'll make an appearance in Hamilton for that game. We'll see across the border, but until then, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. It's, uh, almost 10 o'clock here. Uh, going to wind down, watch a movie. Maybe I will watch the big Lebowski. Um, and you guys enjoy your night. And remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, don't haste. Why waste your time? Go buy a case for Outlet Liquor. So um, I'll hang up and listen. You guys enjoy the rest of your night. And let's go, Buffalo. Hey, everybody. It's Dwayne from Two Goalies. One Mike here to remind you that we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe. Hit the notification button so whenever we go live or drop an episode, you're the first ones to know. And, of course, can you give us a five-star review? Really appreciate it. Helps us get noticed in the world of hockey podcasting. Does go a long way, and we really do appreciate it, and we appreciate you for listening. And while you're at it, please make sure you check out any of the podcasts with Trainwreck Sports Network and, of course, Dean Blundell's Podcasting Network. Guys have a ton of great content, great podcasts uh, for you to listen to, no matter what like your forte is, what sport it is, or just you know music. You know, I know they have a ton of different stuff on all of their platforms. So make sure you check that out. And thank you for listening. And you guys have a great day. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. 
The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.